Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I ain't gonna be a billionaire. I just can't handle business. Had too many dreams. Perfect. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a very special guest on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat, so take some notes. Right now, we have the one and only Bianca Alessio. Did I spell your name? Did I pronounce your name correctly? Eh, close, D'Alessio. But hey, either <laughs> way, she is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, Queen? Uh, I'm doing awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Your energy is just like radiating. It's everything <sighs> I need right now. <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I'm trying, man. You know, trying to trying to just project this positive energy into this crazy world. You know, we're going through some crazy times today, and you know, I know this question goes a long way. How are you doing through all this? you know, madness that's happening in the world. And, you know, just, I mean, like I told you earlier, I saw you in Miami and then there was a shootout in Miami. I was like, oh my God, is she going to make the interview? You know, so how are you doing? Yeah, that's a very loaded question. Um, it's crazy. I just try to focus like one day at a time. There are so many terrible things that happen in the world, but like you joining on and radiating positivity. I'm like a huge believer in manifestation and surrounding yourself with positive energy. So I always have to think that, um, you know, you have to look positive to the future and just show up and be your best self every day and enjoy every single moment with your friends, with your family and life at work and do something that you love. So that's how I stay positive because otherwise you go crazy. Right, right. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you do what you love, you never feel like yeah. you're working. So that's the motto I live by, man. That's it. And, and I always been in sales. I always loved sales, and it kind of led me into this real estate endeavor, which is one of the reasons why I'm so happy to be speaking with you. Because not only you can educate the viewers watching, you can educate myself as well. Because I'm fairly new in the business, but I'm looking to be a rock star like you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know. So t- tell me, tell me about your journey. Where, where, where you originally from? You know, that last, where's that last name from? What's your nationality? Yeah. <laughs> nationality is Italian, but I grew up in New York City. Um, mm. I've been here my whole life, left Opa. a little bit um, on the Upper East Side and in Westchester County, which is people will call it upstate if mm-hmm. they don't know. But it's about 30 minutes outside of the city. So not too far. Um, okay. I'm from the Bronx. Oh, OK. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. South Bronx. Boogie down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and where are you now? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, jealous. That sounds great. <laughs> don't be, don't be. Gas is like, like $9. Dollars. Don't be jealous. Yeah, yeah. There. there. Gas is terrible there. And today it's still 32 degrees. So you, right. there's no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up in New York. I went to school, college in Boston. Uh, I traveled around the world for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself in real estate back in New York. Oh, wow. Hey, well, you know, you know the area. So I guess you, that real yeah. estate kind of works hand in hand. I mean, you're from there, you know, the area, then, you know, you can consult clients accordingly. Totally. Know? But even so, like so many, I mean, New York is a melting pot. You do not need to be from New York to be an incredibly successful agent here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell that to people all the time. I say, you must have an upper hand that you grew up here. And I say, 
I mean, not really. I kind of grew up in a little bit of a bubble. I knew the few blocks that I lived in on the Upper East Side. I knew Westchester County, but you know, everything's always evolving and changing. And so, you know, you could do anything you set your mind to. You don't need to be from here to make mm. it in New York. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I heard that a long time ago. And I believe that to be true, man. You know, it just gives you that thick skin you need to for any endeavor you probably encounter, you yeah. know? There's a different, there's a different like hustle mindset here um, of just like always being around the crazy and moving a hundred miles a minute. Uh, so I, I definitely believe that too. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, man. So, you know, you're very experienced in the, in the game. So, you know, if, if you can give some uh, tips and tricks of the trade to new agents, like for example, um, I want to know how do you prospect versus how a new agent should be prospecting. Yep. Yep. So I think it's um, very difficult in the beginning as a new agent to pick up the phone because mm -hmm. a lot of this business in the beginning is fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. um, it comes at the level of you have to develop confidence. So people who are confident off the bat, they tend to get it a little bit quicker because they're not afraid to fail when they pick up the mm -hmm. phone or hear no. I mean, that's, you know, the, I always say to my, my team, what's the worst thing that someone could say to you? They'll shut you down. They'll say no. They say they'll, hang not up. they'll hang up. <laughs> who cares? They don't know who you are. You you pick up the phone again and call someone else. So I think, yeah. you know, you have to be able to step out of your comfort zone to really push yourself in the beginning. Um, and cold calling, I mean, first when you start in the business, you have to let everyone know you're a real estate agent. But even then, you know. This is the most expensive asset anyone's ever going to buy in their life. Most people may not trust a new agent. So just telling everyone about it is not enough. Um, you need to start to look outside of your circle to get that initial first round of business. And a lot of that comes with cold calling. A lot of that comes with social media, uh, mm -hmm. with sending out postcards and letters um, and hitting your your target market from every single angle. You can't just do one form of prospecting and think that you're going to be successful. You have to be operating on every single field at all times and see what Can you sticks. break that down a little bit, like yeah. the different effective forms you, in your opinion? Absolutely. So I think um, in the beginning, social media is so important right now mm -hmm. because it's, it's able to reach people outside of your immediate zone. So, I am very, very loud on social media. There's no one who follows me on social media that doesn't know that I sell real estate because I talk about it 23 hours a day. <laughs> um, and right, if you're staying in front of people, you have to be loud. And by default, they'll just start associating you. When they think real estate, they'll think, oh, let me call Bianca. It may not be the right city. It may not be the right market. It may not be the right price point, but let me call Bianca and see what she says. So in the beginning, in this day of age, be super loud on social media. Then don't forget to reach out to your immediate group of contacts, your friends, your family, your alumni networks, people you went to school with, uh, social yeah, clubs, your sphere of influence. You have to hit everyone and you can't just expect that because you're posting on social media, they know that you're in real estate. Actually take the time to have a personal conversation. Hey, can I grab a cup of coffee with you? Let's catch up. Do you have five minutes for a phone call? Reach out to people on LinkedIn if you haven't spoke to them in a hundred years. Um, so you can't be shy about that in the beginning. And that's the way, like, I would say those are your immediate ways that you start. Then it's how do you get a little bit more creative with the marketing? 
And I think postcards and mailers are huge. Sending actual targeted information to your to a neighborhood that you're targeting, to a building that you're targeting. If you're if you're in a city, and provide value. It's you can't just put a pretty picture on a postcard and think people are going to call you. How are you providing value? How are you educating people on the market? That's what people will respond to. And then I would say the fourth thing in the beginning is you have to pick up the phone and call FISBOs, call expireds, call people to let them know that you want to work for them and you'll do whatever it takes to get their home sold. Wow. Sounds like, uh, you know, definitely going above and beyond makes you stand out, you know, as an agent, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you, in, this, in this business, I think, you know, a lot of people think that it's just going to come to them, you know. But there's being a real estate uh, agent is probably one of the easiest barriers to entry of any profession. I mean, um, in anywhere. Right, <laughs> right, right, you, right. Take a, you take a course, you take a test, and then you get a license. Mm-hmm. And that's why 99% of agents fail in their first year of business because it's so easy to get the license, but it's what you do with that license afterwards. Because what's great about this industry is there's, there's no ceiling. So mm-hmm. you can make as much money in the world, but there's also no floor. You could walk home that first year with $0 in your pocket. Mm-hmm. My first year, I made $11,000 in the business and mm-hmm. I worked seven days a week. It wasn't fun, but I learned a tremendous amount and you just keep going. You have to push through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be honest. Even on my own show, I'm kind of going through that now, man. You know, being it, it, it was easy to, well, it wasn't even easy to get the uh, license. You know, I passed it the third time around. Yeah. So it, took me, it took me about a year, you know, yeah. to give me a month <laughs> to go study. Then, uh, you know, I interviewed with about 17 different brokerages until one felt right. Oh my gosh. Wow. 17. I had to, uh, you know, this was the, this was a big uh, step for me. So I had to make sure it was, it was, it felt like home. I had to make sure the support factor was there. The training was there and they offered me, you know, experience and exposure, which is very important to me. And uh, yeah, you know, and I landed here in uh, Keller Williams, Calabasas, and they gave me everything I was looking for, you know? So, you know, actually, no, I went to another office. I don't want to say his name, but yeah, you know, everything I was looking for wasn't there. It was like all the agents was hustling and bustling. So nobody really, had time to kind of guide me and show me anything but here a little bit more seasoned agents you know so they kind of take the time to help you out which is what I was looking for so yeah yeah so interview with 17 different brokerages landed at one and you know I I got two two deals on the table but not on the board you know they're still lingering so it hasn't closed yet but still it's like I feel you you know what I'm saying I'm still in my first year of business haven't made any money yet working seven days a week I actually (laughs) passed out like two weeks ago from going so hard I ended up in the hospital but they just told oh my me to, gosh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine don't worry about it i'm a tough guy i'm a tough cookie yeah. but yeah but yeah but you know they, they just told me to calm down you know roll with the punches is all a part of the game and you got to stay in it to win it so I, I, i'm with you 100 you know you got to see it through long term yeah. real estate is a game of numbers and a game of time and mm-hmm. if you have the wherewithal and the persistency to to stick with it it will eventually one day it's just going to click, but you just have to keep putting the work in. And I think uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You know, you could be doing all the right things, prospecting and this and that, but that's a very key point that you just mentioned. The first, the first move you make in real estate, the team you join or the company you join is going to be the most important because that's, what's going to be what sets you up for success and is going to teach you 
what you need to know. Um, and I mean, 17 brokerages, very impressive. You did mm-hmm. your due diligence and that's awesome. Um, and everyone should take the time. You know, a brokerage is interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them and knowing what resources are available to you and what training is available to you and what the level of support and help is, is crucial in making that decision uh, for how you're going to get your business off the ground in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your what's your take on joining teams versus staying as an individual in the in real estate? Um, I personally, um, I've always been on a team. I've always been a team person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think being on a team in the beginning is crucial, um, but it's not for everyone. Uh, it's a different mindset. It's a different game. If you're someone who's super competitive and on your own and just wants to operate as one, do it on your own. If you're someone who likes the collaboration uh, and wants a little bit more help and wants to lean on people and get some more support, I think uh, joining a team is great. You know, in the beginning, I joined a team um, and they said to me, you're going to work for free. And in doing that, (laughs) you'll help our business grow, but we're also going to teach you everything you know. And that was one of the biggest gifts that was ever given to me because Mm -hmm. I was able to learn from two incredibly successful seasoned brokers who'd been doing this for 20 years who wanted to take me under their wing. And I learned so much and it, it shaped, you know, what did I like that they were doing? What did the two of them do different from each other? Um, and how do I want to do it differently and create my own brand? So it just gave me a different level of hands-on exposure that I think if you're just on your own, you may not get. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. With that being uh, said, you, um, are you on a team or are you by yourself? I, I, start, well, yeah, I, I actually just started uh, with a team. You know, I was kind of filling them out in the beginning, seeing how they move. And, uh, you know, so far, I like what I see. I like the direction they're going. They kind of focus more on the multifamily and apartment building sector. So I feel for the best use of my time, you know, I think that, that, that that's the avenue I want to pursue. So, yeah, so so I'm, I'm, I'm on that team, uh, Lucrum Real Estate Group. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they're teaching me everything right now. It's so early stages, you know, we're still going through the, the hey, how you doing? It's doing the, uh, what do you call it? Role playing and the cold yep. calling and fine tuning my script and this, that, and the third. So it's an interesting journey, but, you know, I, I'm I'm excited and uh, I, I want to see where it takes me. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're really good just off the off the cuff. How are you finding cold calling? Well, so my experience, <laughs> so so I originally so I have I've been in sales for about 15 years, predominantly inside sales, always on the phone. So I kind of okay. always had that confidence. And then um let's see here. From from that point on, I mean I did uh debt consolidation, which everybody hates. I did uh college <laughs> college I did college admissions, I did I sold Verizon files, I sold magazine subscriptions. Oh wow, you're a pro on the phone. Yeah, so I did I did all of that and then I left that and then, well actually they left me, they fired me. But at the same time I wanted to move to California anyway. So that was temporary. So when I did that, I came to California you know, chasing the actor, producer dream or whatever. Did pretty well, did over 100 films, got into the Screen Actors Guild, had like two songs on the radio and whatnot. But the pandemic shut all of that down for me. So that's why I had to kind of create another source of income. So I started my own brokerage firm where I was assisting government entities and hospitals to procure uh, personal protective equipment to help fight against COVID. So, you know, I was facilitating that. Global supply chain issue happened, stopped all the inventory for coming in. 
inventory domestically rose in price, nobody wanted to buy. So that's when I got my real estate license. And then, you know, now, now I'm here today. So I kind of basically- Wow, you have a lot of experience. I'm, I, 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 yeah, 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 to say the least, right? So basically I'm taking all the experience I have and just adopting it to what I want to do now. And I was always on the phone, so I, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But going, now, which brings me to my next question. How effective you think door knocking is versus cold calling? So New York City, we can't door knock. So really? That's a law? How do you door knock? You can't go into a building and just start knocking on people's doors. I mean, you can't leave a door knock hanger or nothing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think cold calling is more effective. Okay. I think. I think targeted, but do I, would I love that if I lived in the suburbs, if I could door knock? Yes. Because I, I'm like a big tabler person, like set up in the park or at a street fair, or like, I don't know that just getting marketing and getting right. in front of, in front of people face to face, I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would definitely prefer that over being on the phone. Uh, so I think that depends on your market. Um, but yeah, I love the idea of door knocking. If you're in the suburbs, like have at it, but I think you should always be doing all things at once. And I know that's probably like very overwhelming um, to a lot of people, but all it really comes down to is actually structuring your day and your time and your week and your month and your quarter properly. And that's exactly how I look at my business. You know, what am I doing on, what's my yearly goal? In order to hit the yearly goal, what do I need to do quarterly? If this is my quarterly goal, what do I need to do each month? And then how am I going to structure my week in accordance to hit that? So really working backwards to hit your goal. So how do you set yourself up? If you're cold calling three hours one day, the next day you're door knocking. The next day you're going to a social uh, function and prospecting there. Uh, always figuring out how to be moving and shaking in different circles and activating you know, d different networks. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, thank you for that advice. That actually gave me some clarity on how I should be uh, formulating my day as well and my, my year. So thank yep. you for that. Um, so how can a new agent uh, narrow down their niche and what sh they should be focusing on? Like what signs should they be looking for like, through, throughout their day? Cause for me, I mean, I, I kind of just guessed because the, the gentlemen that been uh, that I've been working with, they're business owners, they're investors. So I'm like, yep. okay, so if I have these guys in my phone, let's see if I can work yep. with them on the real estate side, you know. So, but that's just me personally. But what's your what's your what's your take on that? Um, I think um, so. Every agent I ever talk to ever always wants says initially like, I want to get into luxury real estate. Hmm. Of course, every broker in the whole world wants to get into luxury real estate. You don't start in luxury real estate. You just start and you will right. eventually get there. Right. Mm. Um, what you start in today will not define where you are, you know, six months from now or three years from now. Um, so I think that when you're starting out, it's finding groups that have similar interests in you. When I first started, um, I, I love volunteering. So I joined a women's or volunteer organization in New York City. And because we had common interests of volunteering and the conversation felt very relaxed and real estate became a byproduct of that because mm. the conversation, I wasn't going in with, I'm going to sell myself in my real estate services. It was, I'm going to go in doing something I love. And people are going to say, wow, I really like Bianca's personality and attitude and work ethic. 
oh, and she also sells real estate. So why wouldn't I work with her? So mm-hmm. I say the same thing. If you're a foodie, join, join a food food group. Uh, if you love photography, join a photographer. If you're a golfer, you know, network in your golf circles. If you're a business owner, you know, network with uh, other small business owners. So it's finding that group in the beginning. Um, and then whenever you break into any market or whatever you get any listing, it's using that listing to leverage to get six others. Even if it's, you know, people on my team, I don't want to do rentals. I don't want to do rentals. Start in the rentals. If you get one rental listing, use that to get a dozen others. And then from there, you'll have all of those clients in your database and in your Rolodex. And a year from now, they will turn into buyers. Mm-hmm. A year from now, they'll turn into sellers. So you never have to pigeonhole yourself into one neighborhood, one market. Real estate is not a local business anymore. It's a mm-hmm. very global industry. And buyers are moving across town lines, state lines, international borders. So you never have to feel like you're pigeonholed into one thing as long as you identify yourself as a real estate professional. You know what? And I love I love that you said that, but it, it brings me to my question because I always had people tell me, yo, focus on one thing. Focus. And I've always been the type to kind of focus on a lot of things. You know, my brain is kind of like a pie graph and I kind of do a little bit of time. I'm the same way. <laughs> but, 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 but in real estate, some people kind of, frown upon that because they say, yo, what are you focusing on? I always get that question. And I always say, well, I'm not really turning on any business. I'll do commercial, land, mm-hmm. uh, residential. So what is your take on that? Because some people may perceive it that, okay, he's all over the place. He, you know, how, how can I be looked at as a professional if I'm all over the place, quote unquote? So I think what the, the struggle with that is when you're all over the place is if you're not executing well on any one specific industry, right? Mm -hmm. Like someone who is all residential that all of a sudden starts dabbling in commercial and then botches their commercial deal because they don't know what they're doing. That client is better served by referring them out and knowing that you were the one who brought them that relationship to an expert commercial broker. But if you're like, I have the time and I can learn about this and I'm going to learn about this and I'm going to give myself the right resources to be successful in a commercial transaction, then of course you should run with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's all comes down to where's your business at any time and how do you, how do you create a strategy um, to execute professionally on everything you're doing? And I do not believe in focusing on one, one thing at a time, mm-hmm. because if you put all your eggs in one basket, what happens when that changes? And that happened for me when I started. Mm-hmm. My whole business was the luxury market on the Upper East Side. I was an Upper East Side specialist focusing three to $5 million. That market mm-hmm. crashed. Mm-hmm. And it was taking two years to sell an apartment. That's wow. a very long time <laughs> to be sitting on a listing when you have no other business. Mm-hmm. So I pivoted my whole strategy and I wanted to focus on smaller base transactions and just doing volume. And mm-hmm. from there, that br- brought me to Brooklyn. And from Brooklyn, that brought me to new development. And from there, it brought me to Queens. And then I came back to the city because now I'm a new development expert. And then mm-hmm. I moved to Hamptons and to Florida and to out West. <laughs> right. So you could, right? It's just, it became, you have to move with the market. And if you just put yourself in one basket, um, if God forbid that market shifts or changes, you need to start all over again. That's true. I guess you got to stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Well, tell me, how do you, uh, 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 how's the work-life balance? Because as you can see, I'm out here passing out. So, <laughs> so I definitely need to need some, some, uh, uh, some advice on the work-life balance, but more so I want to hear how you work-life balance. Um, I have to say, this is probably my least favorite question ever because I still not have figured it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so hard um, to have a good answer to that when you are at the crux of building your business. You know, I look at myself as an entrepreneur. Um, You know, I'm not really a startup, but in a startup phase. So it's hard to take a day off and it's hard to you know, get six hours of sleep. You know, this past weekend I was in Miami. I came back and I'm like, okay, the place didn't burn down, but like, why did I miss so many things? And now I'm anxious because I need to catch up. That's not really healthy. And I don't recommend that. But uh, the way I look at it right now is there's, you know, the, the wants and then the must do's and the people who are, you know, a category of your list and then the B's and C's. And you have to make time for those people who are the most important in your life and you have to figure out the events that are the most important. No, I'm, I'm never going to be able to say for the next few months, I'm going to be able to be home every single night at five o'clock for dinner. But you know, the birthday parties and the big events and, you know, a Saturday afternoon, you cherish those moments and you make time for them. So listen, work-life balance is very, very difficult when you're growing a business. Um, But I think what it comes down to more than that is a question of burnout, which I feel like is where that question always leads to. I don't know if it's as much, you know, what do you do when you're at home, but more so how do you prevent from burning out during those early years and when you're growing? And I think the answer to that is structuring your day with by exercising different parts of your brain. So you have your your creative part, your analytical part, the social part, and that's how you know, I feel like I remain balanced in my, in my profession. Gotcha. And t- Does and that make it, sense? It makes perfect sense. You know, uh, uh, in addition to that, I, I would attest that taking breaks throughout the day you yeah. know, is, is a good way to balance as well. Just to sit out in the sun and kind of chill for like five minutes before, you know, getting back on the phone. Cause just hammering it like eight hours a day, that, that could burn you out, you know, cause you'll like, you already know it takes a thousand notes to get to one. Yes. So if you're dialing, 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 yeah. dialing, 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 not getting nothing, then eventually you're going to just assume this isn't for you. You're just going to get out of here. You know, so oh. that's why I taking breaks and balancing your just, just your day, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Let alone your life oh. is crucial. Yeah. I think, you know, even for me, um, walking to work, you know, I could get to work easier by a car or on the subway, but mm-hmm. by having the extra time to spend a few more minutes walking to work and being outside when the weather's nice, you know, that like that sets my mind right. The same way walking home from work, uh, you know, I, I could easily order lunch to my desk and sit here, but it's going out and moving your body and spending, you know, a few minutes socializing with people in the office during the day, laughing a little bit and, and changing your mind away from real estate and deals and the madness and the crazy, um, just to have a little bit of fun uh, and then getting back to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, meditation helps a lot too. Like sometimes when I go on my break, I take a five minute meditation, listen to like YouTube and some seawater and just sit there with my eyes closed, the sun hitting me. And uh, yeah, man, and then get right back into to motion, you know, but it definitely, uh, calms my brain you know totally 
Yeah, I think man. everyone needs to find, you know, like what gets them activated in the morning and relaxed in not, at the at the nighttime so their yeah. brain is not constantly in motion and moving. And I think, you know, music so much helps for me. Walking helps for me. Um exercising um and just finding whatever works for meditating is great i should do more meditating um mm-hmm. but i think it's just finding what works for you that's right that's right hell yeah so talk to me about this show we on discovery plus now we out here winning we look we shining out here so yeah, man. So you you got the deal. Uh, tell, tell, well, tell me how you got the deal first of all. Like you know, kind of break that down for people because this, like even myself, like I'm looking to produce a show to possibly sell to the network. So kind of break that down for everyone. Yeah. So the show was in motion. Um, I must say, I think I was a later addition to the cast. I think they were looking for. Um, just a, a, a really dominant female character and persona. And, you know, being on reality TV was never like on my list of wants or needs or dreams. Yeah. I love selling real estate <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love growing my business. Um, and so when they came to me, um, uh, they already had the cast in place and I was super excited uh, with who else was going to be on the show. And it was a great group. Also kind of terrified of what it was going to be like and how my life is going to change. But, you know, my motto has always been to say yes to everything and figure it out later. Mm. Um, I never want to kick myself for an opportunity I didn't take. So it could have failed miserably, but it also could have been a huge success. Um, mm. And I'm very happy with the way that it turned out. So <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing. That's amazing. So the show was already in motion and they just kind of brought you in as an additional cast member. So, well, either way, it's a great opportunity. I'm sure you got. We didn't, we didn't know we didn't start filming, but they had kind of lined up everyone else. So I was, you know, it was, there was, it's a long process, the interviews and meeting with production and meeting with the team and and learning about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, in this case, years long and sometimes months long and sometimes longer than that. So, uh, it's definitely not an easy feat, uh, but mm-hmm. I really wanted a clear direction of, you know, what was this show going to be like? I wanted to make sure that um, I could be myself, um, which a lot of that control is kind of taken out of your hands for how the editing is and what it looks like. But I think the way that they put this together uh, was a true depiction of how competitive and how real the business is and real estate was at the forefront uh, which made me so excited about the opportunity. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure it's going to take your business to a whole nother level with just that exposure alone. So that's, that's amazing, man. And they, and they brought you on board. So that's, oh, man, I, I need that opportunity in my life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, uh, uh, you know, on the production side of things, you know, from my understanding, you know, you can pack, you can film a product, package it up together and then shop it to different networks. And then obviously they, they'll start a bidding war if they, if they like it or if it has a tremendous following and then, you know, you take the highest deals, but you kind of came in after that was already happened. Right. It was, like you said, yeah, was I wasn't amazing. involved with any of that stuff. That was, <laughs> those yeah. are the big players. Um, gotcha. But yeah, no, it, it's, um, it's, it's very difficult to get a show off, off the ground. Uh, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of money involved, a lot of decisions to be made around, you know, the cast and how it looks and how it's filmed and how it's produced. 
Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a whole different world from what I've been used to, but you know, like anything you jump in wholeheartedly and now we're gearing up for season two, which is very exciting. Oh yeah. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you, man. I'm watching the shows, man. I love, I love it. I love what do you it. Think I love the show. It's very educational. And to be honest, I mean, not to throw dirt on any other shows, but compared to like, let's say Selling Sunset, right? You know, it's a lot of like, you know, catty, chatty, patty, all that stuff going on. Where with you guys, it's kind of just straight to business. You know what I'm saying? And kind of overcoming the obstacles in between. Yeah, it's some back and forth, but it's typically business related. It's never like extra emotions involved, which I do, which I'm there for. You know what I'm saying? Someone else, you know, could probably be there for the chatty, patty, or just to look at the beautiful women and all that. But I just want to get to the business, you know? So I, I feel... I feel that's what your show offers versus the other uh, uh, real estate shows out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that's 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 what I like the most. Um, so yeah, I mean, did you did you always wanted to get real estate? It seems like you came out, you know, came out the hole like, hey, real estate, where you at? You know, so but did you always no. want this dream or did you want other other passions in the past? Hell no. Um, <laughs> I wanted to travel full-time and be a travel photographer and blogger. And I did that for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then I worked in the non-for-profit world, uh, doing leadership development with women across the United States, which was amazing. Um, And I really honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that uh, I loved being around people um, from different cultures and different backgrounds and hearing their story and being part of the story. Uh, and from that, I kind of led myself in, okay, when I go back to New York, what am I doing? So I was traveling. Um, I got my real estate license while I was traveling. I got back to New York. I fell into real estate. My first day back, I landed at a great firm and I have been doing this ever since and would never look back. It's been amazing. That's awesome. And so, so, so correct me if I'm wrong. You are the owner of Nest Seekers. I am not the owner of Nest Seekers. No, Uh, I am just a broker at Nest Seekers. Uh, I'm a managing director here um, and I oversee our new development portfolio. uh, And I also lead up a team of about 30 agents uh, Mm -hmm. under my team, the master's division. So we're the top producing team at the company. um, And it's been uh, incredibly exciting to watch this grow and to see the new markets we're entering and um, how much we're able to accomplish with, you know, just being creative and maintaining that hustle and believing that you can do it. How do you kind of, uh, you know, direct your team members on how to brand themselves, you know, amongst this, yep. you know, the, the, all the competition that's out there? Okay. Not only in New York, but everywhere you know how do you direct them to kind of the best practices to market themselves i think the most important thing is being yourself and being authentic um and i carry that through with everything you know i think uh people think of being like a real estate broker as being like uh you know a salesperson and i empower my team you're not a salesperson you're an entrepreneur and you're growing your business. <laughs> and so what does that mean to you? And what do you want your reputation to be? Because we are in one of the most competitive service industries in the world. Um, and so how do you want people to associate that with your brand? And I think the way you start is by 
talking about the things that you love in a real estate lens. So when my when members join my team, one of the first things I do is I say, let's make a video about you, about your biggest passion outside of work. Like, mm. let's film that. I don't need you to tell me about your biggest listing. I want you to tell me about what makes you, you. Mm-hmm. And the business will come from that because people want to work with personalities. They want to shop with their friends. So have that be the lens that w- which people see you through. Um, but I think a lot of it is consistency and staying active. You know, you can't take any days off from marketing yourself and talking about real estate um, and learning in the process. I think that's another thing. I will never, ever say that I'm the smartest person in the room because I know I have something to learn from everyone else who's sitting next to me. Um, And I think being okay with that will open yourself up to being more confident in who you are as you're growing your business because you don't have to do this alone. You just have to be willing to learn. Yeah, and be, be coachable, of course. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how many newer agents act as if they know it all. You know, just just to not be, that happens a lot in L.A., actually, just to not be perceived as an idiot, right, or perceived as a, somebody who doesn't know anything because they're afraid they may lose a potential client. So what's your, what's your take on that? You know what I mean? I know you kind of spoke on being yourself before, but there's a fear there with newer agents wanting to look good all the time, which is great, you know, but at the same time, if you don't know it all, I feel like it's okay to, you know, say, that's a great question. I'll get back to you all, you know, but what's your take on that? So I always tell, I think I have two answers to that. I always tell every new agent on my team, like, I do not care if you fail, you can fail, you can mess it up. You could lose the deal, but try like take the time to try. I will not be mad at you for failing. I'm always here. If you need help, but come to me with a creative way of how you want to approach this, how you want to answer this, like put some brain power into it, but I'm always here to help. So I think from a coaching standpoint, uh, when you're a new agent, ask the questions and come with a so- solution. Even it's, if you think it's a terrible idea, come with something and then let's talk through it. On the other side of deals though, the, the, the agents I represent, I respect the most are the new agents who say to me when they're negotiating a deal, hey, I just want you to know this is my first deal or I'm a new agent and I don't really know how to handle this. Can you walk me through it? And my response is, I will make you look like a freaking rock star to your client. Let's do it together. Versus like butting heads because then we're just fighting. You know, so many agents want to be a hero for their client. Mm -hmm. This business isn't about being a hero for your client. Your client wants the deal. They want the home. <laughs> Don't try to go to battle for them and fight for them. Fight for the deal. And the only way you could do that is together. Um, so I think it's it's okay to tell people you don't know the answers or to ask questions. Um, that makes you a stronger leader and a stronger agent, not a weaker one. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm actually going to, uh, I mean, I, I have no problem telling someone, I don't know, that's a great question. Let me, you know, speak to him and get back to, you know, but, you know, a lot of people uh, congratulate me on having that trait because the opposite is the normal out here, at least. You totally. know, so. but and I, some but people I, just lie through their teeth because they don't want to say they don't know the answer. And then it's totally incorrect. And it, you just, you're hurting your client, you're hurting the deal, you're hurting yourself. It's, it's so much better to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that. Let me get back to you. 
or oh, I think it's this, but let me check on it. Like, and, and get back to them, do mm-hmm. the research. Yeah. You think you ever stop selling real estate? Like even, you know, when you're like, you know, all day, 60, 70, you still want to stay in the game at, at that point, you think? Honestly, probably. (laughs) 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 I don't know if I need to sell real estate 22 hours a day when I'm 70, but I will definitely still be in the real estate world because uh, I love it. And I don't I don't think it'll be in this capacity. I think there's going to be a bigger plan and something else and my business will shift and change. But the same way it has so much over the past few years. but I do love this business. Yeah, same here. I'm actually falling in love with it. I just love, I just got the thrill of the hunt. You know, that's, I always yeah. been that, you know, I find the, 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 the peculiar yeah. guy, you know what I'm saying? You call me, you know, I find it for you. I always been that guy. So, but just narrowing it down. So I won't be all over, all over the places why I adopted real estate and solar as well. I also sell solar yeah. on the side. Cause it's like, you need real estate for solar. So it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, Okay, there was another question I have for you in regards to that. Um, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, yeah, so... Do you get, do you, uh, do you, uh, are you... Let me ask that again. Do you <laughs> recruit other agents outside of New York City? I do. I'm mm-hmm. always looking for strategic partners and collaborators. Um because again, I can't do it all, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all about to me. Uh, I only want to work with people who embody that same collaborative mindset and have the same hustle and drive that I have. Um, I will coach and I will train and I will teach anyone. You don't have to have a day in the business for me to want to work with you. You just have to have the willingness to want to work your ass off because if not, it's just not going to work uh, for me at least. Um And so, yeah, I'm always looking for agents in other cities uh, because also so much of this business is referral based. Um, (laughs) And especially now with, you know, second home purchases at the highest levels ever and most people buying homes uh, in suburbs outside of New York, uh, you know, it's a great time to have those relationships to say like, hey, I know this agent in Milwaukee and they're a rock star and you're looking for a home there, like, this is who I want to pair you up with. So, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, you know, I definitely look forward to working with you. I hope we could collaborate on a few deals. And, you know, you send some agents my way. I send some people your way. As I mentioned off air, uh, I have uh, some clients looking in New York. So, you know, hopefully we could put something together there and, you know, make this uh, make business a, 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 a lot. Yeah, yeah. Make it a long lasting relationship. I'm excited, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, any, any, any plans on coming to the West Coast anytime soon? Um, I am hoping to plan a trip. We have a few projects out there and we're working on a few in the pipeline. So I'm hoping to make a trip, uh, in the next few months. So fingers crossed that, um, I could do that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, man, if you come out here, I'd love to meet you in person and, uh, you know, probably hang out, get a drink and just, you know, chop it up some more and see how we could do something together, man. I'm excited for that. I would love that. You know, Masters Division, uh, the, the, the LA, LA Division, you know, I can oh, start that, <laughs> that sounds good. 
Yeah, you know, we could talk. We'll see, we'll see how things go over there. So would that be a conflict, conflict of interest if I'm kind of working with someone to, to work with you as well? Like, how, how does that work? I mean, because ultimately I want to work with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I think we could structure it as a referral right now. I don't think you could brand yourself master's division at mm-hmm. another brokerage, but I would love to refer some business your way. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll figure uh, any, it out any, over a few drinks. Don't worry. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. So uh, any 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 last words for any um, last advice, tips you can give to any new agent or anyone even thinking about getting into real estate? I mean, feel free. The floor is yours, Matt. Um, I have so much advice and so many tips and I could probably we could probably do this for like six more hours. But uh, in parting words, I would say, uh, if you're in this industry, stick with it. It is so hard. It's very competitive in the beginning. Just keep hustling. Don't give up. Be creative. You are your own boss and there's no damn rules. So you get to do whatever the hell you want. Market yourself however you want. Just get out there. Be loud. Stick with it. And I promise if you put in the work, you will be successful. You heard, you heard it here first, man, from one of the best in the industry, Miss Bianca. Oh, my God. Master's Division in the building. Uh, make sure you check out Selling Hamptons, uh, Discovery Plus right now. Let the people know where they can contact you if they want to do business or they just want some advice or if they just want to follow you. Let them know where they can contact you. Instagram every day, all day, but also please email me for much longer questions, Bianca at nestseekers.com. And I always, always respond. Awesome. Awesome. This has been another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Bianca, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, this this episode is so special, not only for the people watching, but for myself, you know, in the position that I am in my career. Uh, man, you don't understand how much I'm going to apply everything you just said. So thank you for that. God bless you. And uh, thank you for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. This is your host, Johnny Vegas, Miss Bianca. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. And thank you for watching. Have a good night. Thank you so much. All right. Don't hang up yet. Don't hang up yet. I'm, I'm, you I'm, got it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, don't come over here. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you stop this day. Uh, stop recording. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I ain't gonna be a billionaire. I just can't handle business. Had too many 